It didn't, by the way, look like Dwayne Wade was gonna have an opportunity to go out on his own terms. They had their hands full with a New Orleans team that only played Anthony Davis 21 minutes. I'll just say this. If the season ended right now, it's hard for me to imagine Kyrie re-upping there in Boston. Chris Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Up first, Chris Broussard joins Skip and Shannon to break down the Lakers' crucial win against the Pelicans. I'm what? not about to put on the goat mask. Thank I, you. I'm not about to Are put on the sure? goat mask. <laughs> I'm going to say a B plus. I'm going to say a B plus, and here's why. I think that's a good grade, because it's hard to divorce last night's game from all the stuff that's gone on and this why is. they're even in this position. <laughs> but I'm going to say a B plus, because let's face it, they had their hands full with a New Orleans team that only played Anthony Davis 21 minutes and is out of it. So it wasn't... The Lakers play looked good, but I'm wondering why was it so close? Can I ask you? You know what I mean? You're not playing. So, but we're talking about LeBron. Let wait, me, wait a second. He was asking that, a very good question. I just want, I just want to know why was it so close? So you say, you know what? You gave him a B plus because it's hard to divorce from the things that's going on. So if I take a test and I get an A, but the other test I took and got a C and a B. You gonna give me a grade for that, or you grade me on the test? I hear you. I hear you. I, I don't even know where that was going, but I, yeah, I, get, I, I get it. I get it. Last night. No. Okay. B plus, because Julius Randle scored thirty five. Okay. All right. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Defensively, he was more engaged okay. and more active, which I like. Yes. But and and you know nowadays in the NBA, it's not like you lock in on one guy the right. whole game. So I get it. It wasn't all on him. But Julius Randle did get thirty five. But here's what I like about LeBron. I think it started yesterday at the shoot-around. I think the comments afterwards, yeah, we like where we're at yeah, today, meaning agree. the attitude. Yep. Well, you know, and then shooting around, at the shoot-around, joking around with the players. Yep. Now, from the outside, we can. it's easy for us to look at that and say, that's just some BS. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You just wanted them out of here right. a few weeks ago. But for the players, these are young guys who grew up idolizing LeBron James. Yes. Lonzo Ball was his favorite player. All of them, no matter how old, they, they looked up to LeBron. They did. They're looking for a reason mm -hmm. for to, to be like an excuse to say right. he believes in us. Right. He, he, does, he is with us. He has yeah. our back. So even mm -hmm. if their rationale is telling yep. them, mm -hmm. remember, he wanted you out, they're, they're just going to jump on anything. And LeBron dancing and having fun at practice and shoot around, there's videos of that, and talking positively mm -hmm. now. I think that that meant something to them. So okay. I, I'm going to say it should have happened weeks ago, mm -hmm. but I'm going to give him some points for that. And then the game, he was, look, he was great. He was great. I just, like I said, the defensive end, he was more engaged, but he wasn't Pick great defensively. Yeah, that was, and, and he, had, he had a couple big plays, too. Pick him. And it he was had an another unforced stop. error. <laughs> True, all they thought it was in Central Park. Got back to his hotel room like, I, nah, he was he he was good, and this I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a that, big that actually happened to me. <laughs> really? mm -hmm. a, a, a big key, a big key last night, and I've said this on here was Rondo starting at point guard, mm -hmm. and sure. and you know he met with Luke. He said he's had back mm -hmm. problems. Now he felt healthy because I've said when LeBron has such a high basketball IQ that when he's the point guard, he's like 
I'm going to get guys involved. I'm, right. I'm the setup guy. Right. Remember a few years ago when he was so upset with Kyrie because mm-hmm. he was the point guard and he had zero assists yes. in the game? And he that was like, how that, that can, can never... Help. Right? So look, when he's at point, he's going to get his 25 or whatever just because he, he's LeBron. Right. But he's looking to set guys up. I think last night being off the ball, being a small forward mm-hmm. for the most part, it put him in a more aggressive scoring mindset. Mm-hmm. And he went out and he got 33 we know he hit his threes. The last three was great. That's when LeBron, he, he wasn't thinking. He had, you know, lost the ball, and he just got it back, puts it up, and he hit it. It was a great shot. How left on that clock? One second. Yeah, he oh, had, right? I, I'm just that, but that, But that's, I mean, I, I'm not taking does. away from the shot, that's but that's he right. He's sometimes he's at his best okay. when he's just yeah. not thinking. What about the mother three that he was hitting from Alcatraz? Mm-hmm. I, I, Shannon, I'm not taking anything yes, from But him. you are. No, it was a B-plus performance. It was the New Orleans Pelicans without Anthony Davis. But you, Let's not act like it was Golden whoa, State whoa, whoa, and whoa, Durant whoa. was guarding. Whoa, whoa, Thank you. Whoa, I'm just saying, come on. But you be home. You struggled. Not him, but as a team, they struggled. I want you to give him that same intensity that when he lost and he played bad, you talking about this was awful, but now you talk about they playing the Pelicans and they win, you talk about what it was the Pelicans. They it ju- is! They and you never should have lost to the Pelicans. Is, 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 are they NBA players? Do they get paid? Man, come on. I'm just don't asking act a question. like there's no difference. I'm just a question. Don't act, Shannon, like there's no difference. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Come on. Do, do you realize Kenrich Williams played 25 minutes for the Pelicans last night? Do you know who Kenrich Who is Rich that? Williams? I don't, you don't even know. Undrafted out of TCU. Undrafted. I'm, and you say, they have NBA players? Is he? <laughs> is he? I mean, really? Darius Miller. Check the make Y'all make it seem like. They lucky Okafor only played three minutes. Come on. Well, he has, he he play five I don't minutes. know why, because he was he been killing them, yeah, but he been following. I'm with you, but I'm just I, look. I'm so disappointed with the position they're in. Yes, I, you know what I'm saying. I, why they? Sh- <sighs> why are you upset when they won 20 games and 35 games? No, I was that was great, but but since then, since LeBron's been back, right. they have cost themselves. Yes. I can't even just blame it on the 6 and 12. That's a big part of it. Yeah. All right, go but, A+. Plus. We want to hear it. Right, go A+. Plus. Hey, you want to hear no, it? No, 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 no. No, no, no I, I, I don't believe that. You come no. out here with the goat mask yeah, and the headband. A. A? A. A, period. Because like, it's hard for me to give him an A+, plus in, in a regular season game on a Wednesday night. Now, if it had been a playoff and he'd have done this, he gets an A+. Plus. Wasn't they NBA players? Yeah, the NBA, but it's a playoff. <laughs> My playoff. But see, he had to get that mindset. Mindset. That and, see, the reason why, uh, you're lucky. Keep talking, I'm gonna give him an A plus because that and one. That was it. That was oh. nice. Yeah, right, right there. Nice. And true holiday. He say, oh, oh, you want some of this? He had them buzz light year on, them LeBron 16, them buzz light year. You see what he did, Skip? He, he dropped out like this here. You want some of this? Do you realize <laughs> I was first team all defensive player? Holiday lost the handle. He just Thank unforced error. He and just lost the ball. I think he was so shocked that LeBron was actually in the chair playing defense. <laughs> it just shocked him, and he lost the ball. For a second, like for a second, what? LeBron was like one of the most Duke players. You know how the Duke players hit that yeah. ball. They're like, oh, yeah. come on, come on, do something with me. And then that we was a took, good play. took the ball from him, and then he came back in the corner. He was fooling around with it. Y'all, <laughs> y'all thought he lost the ball, uh, but he fooling around with it. Y'all saw that he almost did lose the ball. Yep. Hey, when he let it go, what did he do, Chris? 
He, when he let it go, he did this. He did not do he it. Did well, he right did there. not. He did right there. He did it as he was and walking you know, up no the floor. Side. There ain't no new side. He did that. That three ball. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Chris. It's both. Help me out. <laughs> Next time down the floor, did he walk back to the free throw line going two? Like I'm gonna make you two. Know what's huh? <laughs> two. Two. I got yeah, two. You know, it's not your turn. It's not your turn. It's my turn. I love the fact that he came out aggressive. The first quarter, ten points, five assists. He got other guys. The difference is when Ray John Rondo starts, mm. Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram, yes, they can run the offense in transition. But what happens when you're in the half-court set, mm. the team gets back in transition defense? Rondo, like Braun, can run the offense in the half-court set. That's where they struggle when they don't get out in transition and they struggle. Ray John Rondo can run that thing because he ain't looking for his shot. He's looking to get people right. involved. Because Rondo liable to have a 2.20 assist game. That was a playoff Rondo last year. <laughs> right. He, he made three out of four shots in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But he was, right. he was, because cla- they left one time, he pulled, a, uh, they pulled, a, uh, like LeBron did to old boy the other night. Dude was up oh. under the basket. Rondo, like, y'all leave me open? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to leave you open. <laughs> well, they, he was their teammate last year. They know. Yeah, they know. Yeah. They know. But, but that's always been the case. They were like that in Boston. They're like, we refuse to guard you okay. out yeah. to the three point line. Yeah. What'd you give, Skip? <sighs> Skip, don't do that. Skip. You know, don't skip. say yes. It just, can't be bad. It can't just, be a bad just grade. Like, Lord skip. have mercy skip. on I'm all water, our I'm gonna pull water. I'm gonna pull water you. on your papers. If okay. it's anything, that. Left wait, wait. All I hear, this man opened the show with this mask on. Okay, I'm hearing he is the greatest player of all time. I'm still hearing he is the best player on this planet at this moment. Correct? Okay. So I have to set the bar really high for this guy because he should be the highest in the NBA. Yeah. So uh, th- this is not even arguably. This is the easiest game left on, of the 22 on the schedule is New Orleans in Staples Mm-mm. because they got some easy we games, but they're on the road. Okay, <laughs> but, it, okay <laughs> but it's at Phoenix, at New York. The Knicks got talent, man. They got some young talent. That will not be a cakewalk. We owe at them. Chicago, every once in a while, Chicago rises up at home and they can pull Martin something off. Okay? So, so this is a game. You should win this game by 20 easily because you're a five-and-a-half-point favorite and you should have been a 10-point favorite. And then you get up 12 mid-fourth quarter. Shouldn't that wind up a 20-point game? Seriously. Well, and, at least and, 12. And, and you're playing a broken basketball team whose best player obviously wants out and his teammates are out on him. And he's out on management and management's out on him. And they are pulling him out after 21 minutes they, with four minutes. I know, with four <laughs> minutes left in the third quarter, they say, No Moss, you're out. And I don't know if it's to punish him or protect him from further injury, but why would you blame 21 exactly. minutes, okay? Well, okay, right. I, I don't get it. He can't get hurt you know what? It's, right. it's, right. it's an even worse look for the NBA it is. That, yeah. that he's playing 20 minutes a night as opposed to not playing at all. Right. Like, what are you doing with this? So when you're up 12 mid-fourth quarter, I want to see LeBron go downhill, attack the basket, and just put it away. And he did pull off the one and one, and I'm, I'm like giving him a standing ovation because I, like you, have a bet with Rob Parker that the Lakers are going to make the playoff. Mine's for two dinners. Yours are for Jordan, some Jordan, uh, right? We, we, we went down from that to wings. Oh, you did? <laughs> to wings? We really? couldn't agree. I said if LeBron gets hurt, the bet's off. Yeah. And okay. he, he didn't want to. Okay, so now it's just a wings so bet. Wings. So it's not a you, bet's around. Do you owe him wings? or I already paid him. You paid him. I lost okay. 300 wings to his last year. <laughs> <I heard 300 laughs> okay, so my takeaway from last night is, given all that I just said, that's a C-plus night. <laughs> Come oh, see what's that? Three plus night. It's passing. Come on. It's passing. Okay. Come C plus on, because 
you know what? It, it has come to this for LeBron James. My takeaway from last night was he tried harder. He tried harder. So I have to give up? Like, what grade can I give him for trying hard? He tried harder than he did at New Orleans, and he tried harder than he did at Memphis. Way to go, LeBron. You tried harder, especially on offense. Not that much on defense. A little harder, but a lot harder on offense. And I love that. You know what, Skip Bailey? Okay, wait. I'm not finished. Okay, I got it. Because, right. you, you know, I, all I hear is, I don't have enough help. Well, last he night, he had a lot of help. And I'm going to say this one more time because this is the biggest false misleading narrative in sports right now is that these young kids quit on LeBron at the trade deadline. Since the deadline, I told both you guys yesterday, Kuzma and Ingram have averaged 23 a night since the deadline. That's not quit numbers, right? Mm -mm. What did they do last night? Brandon Ingram scored 23 and Kyle Kuzma scored 22. And look at their shots, 8 of 14 and 9 of 15. That'll work. That's not quit numbers, right? And Rondo, as you just said, that was playoff. He had 16 assists and made three or four shots in the fourth quarter. Six rebounds. And and six rebounds. He He was scrapping. He was scratching. He was clawing. He was knocking balls loose. He was diving for loose balls. He had a couple of nice saves. We're, we're, I'm, I'm saying, okay, that will work. And Reggie Bullock played up to what he was supposed to be last night because he did scored 14 shots. and he had some big shots. Next, Dwayne Wade talking about his game-winning three against the Warriors with Nick and CeCe's instant reaction. We kept fighting, you know, everybody. And, um, you know, I was been in this position so many times and so many times you don't make the shot. And the one I make is a one-legged flick from my chest. It's crazy, but um, <laughs> uh, great to do it in front of fans. You know, uh, just a fun moment. I told stuff. I just said, uh, I, pre- I needed this one on my way out. You know, so uh, y'all get enough. Y'all got enough. Um, but it was cool. I think the one thing cool for me is to be able to do this where you got younger teammates that um, heard about some of the things you do, but don't get all- always an opportunity to see it. And, um, you know, so it was cool to be able to do it in front of those guys as well. When you take us through the shot, what happened on that play? Um, well, you know, um, at the KD hit the, you know, hit the free throw, I came down, had isolation on Iguodala. Um As I turned my back, he kind of hit the ball, so I dribbled it out, and I saw Dion coming, so I flicked it to him. I thought he was going to raise, you know, and shoot, but when he took the dribble, they remembered that he hit a shot, you know, similar, so they doubled him, and uh, he found me, so, you know, I... As I was going to shoot, I saw KD flying at me, so I tried to pump fake him and try to shoot the shot. He blocked it, and all I all I can think about is, you know, it was a little time left on the clock. was to get my foot behind the three-point line and, and try to get it up on the rim and went in. It didn't, by the way, look like Dwayne Wade was going to have an opportunity to go out on his own terms. Like, last year Let's is... Let's not forget he got a gift from Cleveland. Right. I mean, He was it, awful it, with LeBron. It doesn't work out in Chicago to where they pay him to leave. LeBron picks him up, and the Cavs pick him up, I should say, and they... I mean, you they, said it right. Yeah, you, they, said you don't it. like to say I, it. I, I thought, you don't like I to say it, wanted, but you said it. I stopped you. LeBron picked him up in a deal. I think LeBron allowed one player. It's either this was this is what he was going to say. Hold on, either LeBron picked him up because he typically says that, or he lets it slip and say we picked him up. No, I don't say we. Hold on, that's not true. But the other it might be a little true. Doesn't matter. Point is, it doesn't work out in Cleveland, right? And. They have a they reconcile in Miami because he and Pat Riley were a little angry at each other. He, Absolutely, he maybe more angry at Pat than Pat at him. But he wasn't very good last year until the end. 
At the end, in the playoffs, he was he was good for them. And now he's averaging 14.5 points a game this year. He's been one of their most key players. He isn't starting really, but he is playing the end of games like this. We're, we're not showing it here. But he hit the three on the possession before to put them in position after Durant had a sick four-point play that I thought was going to ice the game. And right now, yeah, they're in the 10 spot, but they're a half game out of the playoffs. Like, So this is great. And it's CM do the lap around the court, jump on the scorer's table. I've got to, you guys, I'm sure you guys, both from your career, have moments that stand out above some of the others. Like just some moments particularly near the end of a, Wow, like that's to hold on to. D-Wade will have this to hold on to forever, no matter what happens the rest of the way. I'm so happy. Now, Christine Leahy sits down with Karan Butler to discuss his favorite Kobe Bryant stories. Welcome to Fair Game. I'm Christine Leahy, and my guest today is a former NBA All-Star, NBA champion, and now he's on the other side as an NBA analyst, Karan Butler. Thank you so much for coming in. Right away, you were part of one of the biggest trades in NBA history. Shaq was sent to Miami. You were sent to the Lakers. What do you remember from that time? It was crazy because I just came back from a basketball without borders like experience with the Miami Heat. And we go to Antigua, and I'm in the airport, and at that time, you know, the, the stroller and everything's going across the screen, and it's saying that Shaquille O'Neal is coming to Miami. So I'm like, okay, all right, we about to compete, about to get a chip. And uh, I saw the package deal, because I didn't understand the business of basketball then. So I saw the package deal, and it was like Lamar Odom, Brian Grant, my name. And I was just like, what? Like, I can't go nowhere. I just got a house. Like, I can't get traded. But, you know, as, as you look back at it from a business standpoint, if I was myself, I would have tra traded myself for Shaq. I mean, he's still in his prime on the back end of his career, but he's still playing at a high level. So it all made sense. So you go to the Lakers and then your teammates with Kobe Bryant, who's notorious for not being the easiest guy <laughs> to get along with. And he said that you're one of the four teammates out of, what, 20 years that we, he actually formed a friendship with. How did you do that? I mean, I just, it, this this is how I approach life. I never judge anyone from opinions that I hear out there. You know, I just, I go on my own energy and vibe with that individual. And once I arrived to Laker Nation, I, I immediately got next to Kobe because me playing that position, me being six foot six, six foot seven, in that space, I wanted to learn from the base, the best player possible, and he showed me so much. So it's almost like Kobe needs to feel like you respect him and you want to learn from him, and that's when he'll be friends with you. No, I, I don't think it's that. I just think that you know, as 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 men, like we we compete, and you obviously compete and play for the respect of your peers. And when he saw that, you know, I had no back down in me, and that I wanted to be a better version of myself. I think he kind of just, you know, just kind of gravitated towards me, and, you know, I accepted that with open arms because I wanted to learn from the best. Right, because he gets mad at guys when he says that they're playing like toilet paper, right? Yeah. Like Charmin, yeah, and they're yeah. soft, soft like rather quickly. Yeah, is that why he's so tough to get along with for a lot of guys? I think, you know, sometimes, like as professional athletes, we're surrounded by a bubble of people that get that tell us how great we are all the time. And sometimes you need that unconventional truth. Like you need someone to tell you, you didn't do good today and why you didn't do good. And you don't get that 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 raw honesty from people all the time. And 
you know, I can accept it. I can dish it. I can accept it. And I don't like dwell on it. I can move forward. And that's why I think he like took a liking to me. Yeah, he gave it to you. He also wrote the foreword to your book. What did that mean to you? It meant everything because I reached out and I just told him that I was working on a project and I wanted to really like ask him in person. I didn't want to ask him over the phone or uh, through text or anything like that. So when we came to town to play the Lakers, and I, I, I told him, I said, yo, I need like five, 10 minutes with you after the game. He's like, yeah, no doubt, brother, like I got you. And when I asked him, he was just like, it'd be an honor. And I'm gonna tell you why it'd be an honor, you know? And he told me all the reasons why. And I was just like, I, it made my heart full. Like it really did, it made my heart full. And I was just like, man, that, that felt good, bro. And I, I'm glad that something told me to make sure you're the guy to do this. And Steve Springer was like, yo, you need to ask Kobe because he would be excellent choice. And I did, and it, it worked out perfectly. What were the reasons why? Uh, he just said, you know, um, you're my brother, you know, long after basketball. And I felt that immediately when we connected. You know what I mean? And that speaks volumes. And it, it's certain guys that you just connect with like that. You know, sometimes it's just a business relationship. And once that business is over, everyone moves forward with their respective lives, but the connection was just different. You know, and uh, he, he always reaches out. He always, you know, give me, uh, you know, motivational tips and things like that, and I do the same thing, vice versa. He also got you to ditch one of your interesting habits, and you've got two. Yeah, you used I to drink a lot of Mountain Dew, uh, and you used to chew a lot of straws. Still chew straws. How do you do that, though? Because in L.A., you can't have straws anymore. Listen, I still chew straws. I stop at the local McDonald's near me. <laughs> it always got to be McDonald's straws. It can't Why? be 7-Eleven, anything what? like that. I, I'm telling you, it's it's weird, I know. You might see a guy that comes in with a three-piece suit, hops out the car, run in, grab a handful of straws, and keep going. You steal the straws from McDonald's? I borrow them. I don't want them back. <laughs> I don't think McDonald's wants them back. I'm not going to give them back. Okay. But I don't steal so, them. All right, there's something about the McDonald's straws, okay? They, they got over inventory, so it's, it's, it's totally <laughs> fine okay. to take that. Yeah, it's totally fine <laughs> to take them. But I, that's that's just my thing. It always ha okay. has been my thing. And, yeah, like you touched on, he made me dish the Mountain Dew. He was just like, bro, it's not good for you. Yeah. And it's going to, you know, at some point, it's going to hurt you in the long run. So I definitely got rid of that habit. You were involved in one of the strangest, most notorious stories in NBA history when Gilbert Arenas and his teammate brought guns into the locker room, and you helped defuse it. You know what? I just try to put myself in a situation where I knew that I had the respect of Gilbert, and he was the longtime teammate of mine that I had. I've known him for a long time. And then Javaris, on the other hand, was a guy that, you know, looked up to me as, you know, that veteran guy and a big brother. He, uh, he came to back to Racine, Wisconsin for one of my charity events at Carthage uh, College. And he took an interest in just trying to be better. So I knew that, you know, out of all people, myself, even possibly someone like Deshaun Stevenson or someone like that can kind of diffuse the situation. And that's exactly what I did. Did you think that a trigger would have been pulled? You, you never know. And that's, the, and that's the crazy thing about it. You know, we have one of the most talented players, possibly ever in Gilbert Arenas at the height of his career. And then you had a situation where you had a young guy in Javaris Creatin that was trying to fill himself out and find himself. And it was just unfortunate. So when I talked about the situation, it wasn't to cash like some type of shameful look on 
either of the individuals. It was most importantly just to be done to say, look, you can have it all. You can have millions of dollars. You can be getting celebrated and a decision can change it all. Do you feel like that's something that could happen in today's NBA or have we kind of done away with it? I, I think the awareness and the conscious awareness of Gilbert's situation, you know, changed a lot of people uh, perception on what you should do, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, where you should, you know, store whatever weapons store that you have. Yeah, whatever weapons that you have, like this because this is the, the biggest, brightest star in the game at the time, and this is what happened. You know, so if it happened to him, it can happen to anyone. So I think people just are more consciously aware of, you know, how they should move and how they should act and being more, a little bit more responsible from that experience. And for, for that, I think that he's going to always have a platform because, you know, when he comes around to it, he can talk about that and, you know, really, like, kind of educate people on this is what happened with me. Don't let it happen to you. So in 2010, you go to the Mavericks. You're with Jason Kidd, Jason Terry, Dirk. Crazy. Did you know right away that you were going to win a championship? I knew it wasn't going to be special because anytime somebody's crazy enough to start the season off and go get a tattoo on their bicep <laughs> of the trophy, Jason Terry went I and know. did that. I was like, I mean, we got to win at that point. Like, not saying you putting all the pressure on us or anything, but he, I mean, he just really did. You know, when we like doing the the, the, the stair climbs and the yeah. track and field stuff and getting conditioned and trained for the and prep for the season, he was just like, man, this year, this our year. And, and you know, it definitely was. The following season, another huge moment in your career, you have a devastating knee injury. T crazy. And you popped it back in on the court. I go out, no contact. It's the worst. Pops. And Dirk is looking at me like, like, get up. Like, Dirk out of all people, like, get up, play defense, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, something ain't right. Like, I just, it didn't feel right. And I look down and I see my kneecap, like, on the side. And I just, I pull it back up and, you know, let out a little scream and hop back up on my feet. So they dedicated that season to you. How hard was that to sit on the sidelines? It was hard, but, this, like, this, this has been the story of my life. Like, whenever adversity happens, it's like, how do you deal with it? Mm -hmm. Do you feel sorry for yourself, or do you go in a dark place, or do you kind of pivot, and it's like, what's next? Like, how do I move forward from this situation and make this a positive situation? And, like, my teammates are looking at me as, is this going to be, is he going to be some type of form of inspiration? Like, is he going to move forward from this, or he's going to, you know, soak and feel bad about it? And... I couldn't allow that to happen. Following, Yahoo's Chris Haynes joins Skip and Shannon to explain what's going wrong in Boston. All right, Chris Haynes still with us. Chris, how much trouble is Kyrie's team in? Look, I I don't wanna I don't wanna make a I don't wanna go. I'll just say this. If the season ended right now, it, it's hard for me to imagine. Kyrie re-upping there in Boston. Mm. The way he's yep. been talking, what he's been saying, his yep. tone, it, it, it's, it's a reflection of a guy who doesn't want, it, it just sounds like a guy who doesn't want to be there, a guy who's not having fun. And uh, and he, we also see what's, what it's doing on the basketball court. Mm -hmm. they're, they're just not engaged as a team. Nope. Um, look, I, I will say this. I do think Boston, they're a better team with him just because he's one of the top closers in this game. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, man, 
we talk about the Lakers having issues. I, I really do think there's more issues going on over there in Boston. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, there, and there's a lot of things that, you know, I'll touch on later down the road. But I, that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't bode well for Boston, especially when they want to go into this summer with, with hopes of luring AD. Mm-hmm. You need Kyrie there mm-hmm. to lure those big guys yep. like that. And so that, this, this is a real crucial period for them right now. I don't see them putting, for me, whatever metric you want to use, I believe they're the fourth best team in the East. Yeah. They're not better than Milwaukee. <clears throat> they're not better than Toronto. I believe Philly are better than them, so they're the fourth best team, record aside. Um, see, the thing is, <laughs> and remember Kyrie said, you know, he wanted to be, he was ready to be a branch out and go his own way. Skip, and I told you, my girlfriend said, boy, sometimes you can make your destiny mm-hmm. on the very road you yep. took to avoid it. Mm-hmm. The, I thought your grandfather said that. I thought said my grandfather. Oh, I thought you said grandmother. No. And the I thing is, keep, I can't keep it. A lot of wisdom from the grandfather. Maybe they both said. I don't. But to make a long story short, Skip, the best player. Yeah. Everybody assumes the best player is automatically a leader. Mm. Yeah. See, Kyrie went to Boston. Mm. He's the best player. I'm the leader. Y'all follow me. That is correct. No, no, bro. We see the way you act. Yeah. We see the way you talk. We not follow you nowhere. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, you did you see what we did? When you missed the last 25 games hmm. of the regular season mm-hmm. in the playoffs, yeah. we did quite well without you. As a matter right. of fact, we went to Game 7, the Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference Finals, and we had it on our court. Kyrie is spectacular. Got the best handles in NBA history. He can finish with either hand. He got a mid-range game. Mm-hmm. He can shoot the three. And yep. if you put him on the line, he's an 88 to 90% free throw shooter. He has no weakness offensively. Mm-hmm. And he's become better at distributing the basketball. His first seven years... He had, ten, he had 30 games of 10 assists or more. This year alone, he has 13. So he's in his mind, he's like, I got to do a better job of distributing the basketball. Mm-hmm. But Skip, he's a horrible leader. Mm-hmm. He's a horrible leader. Horrible. The very thing that you he and you criticize you know who for, mm-hmm. he's picked it up. Mm-hmm. That's if a good you, point. Remember, Skip Bates, I told you, my, gra- <laughs> my grandfather did tell me this. He said, boy, if you're not careful, you will become the very thing you despise most in a person. Really? What was the one thing he despised most about a fuck about O'Brien? And that's what he's become in Boston. I told you it was gonna happen like that. He despised but I feel- drama king. Oh, okay. and what is he now? I know. And what is he now? Man. And what is he now, Skip Bayless? I, I still want him back. I still take him to LA. <laughs> I don't think he's coming. They ain't going to the Knicks. I think it's a package deal already worked you're, out. You're, that's why you're mm. pulling your punch a little bit there, because you no, don't no, no, I know burn he, that bridge. No, 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 right? no, no. He, he, he's not coming back with LeBron. Yeah. Skip, they got some issues. You, you, you hear what he's saying? Because everybody keeps saying, you hear Jalen uh, uh, Brown, you hear Marcus Smart, we just got to keep getting better, keep getting better. Kyrie said, I'm tired of hearing that we going to keep getting That's better. That's what he said. I just want the playoff to start uh-huh. so I can do, hold up, he said, so we can come together so singular. I can do mm-hmm. my thing. Yep. Singular. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't so mind me. Chris is, Shannon will tell you, I love me some Kyrie. <laughs> he is an all-time great closer. He his. His winners and tangibles in the last two minutes, six minutes, eight minutes of games mm-hmm. are extraordinary. He is not a natural-born leader, mm-hmm. and I cannot defend this because the last six games that he's played for the Boston Celtics, they've lost all six. Mm. The last six he hasn't played for the Boston Celtics, they won all six. Ooh. What would that tell you? Mm. That would tell you something's really wrong here, mm-hmm. right? It would tell you this team is sort of quitting on that guy. or They, they just don't want to play with that guy. They're happy when he's gone, right? Because everybody, yeah, they, think about how they flourished when he Did wasn't they? there. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, we were talking about Jason Tatum. This guy might be an all-star. Yep. Jalen Brown was unbelievable. Yes, he was. Terry Rozier. Mm. People thought Terry Rozier could be a starter on a yep. lot of teams. 
Now Kyrie comes back. Mm -hmm. Now they got to take a step back. And remember, guys are trying to make a name for themselves. I know. Everybody keeps saying, I want to win, I want to win. But if I can win and I can be the, the guy, like KD, like Braun, like Giannis, I'm all for that. I ain't trying to win and be a systems guy. Hmm. No. Well, I'm, I would tell you this. Kyrie deserves the bulk of the blame of what's going on. But when we going to start pointing at Brad Stevens over there? Oh. Okay. When we going to start pointing at Brad Stevens? Look, look, look. We all know the NBA is about managing egos. It is. It's about managing egos. So now you bring Kyrie, who is a superstar, into the fold, has an ego. You bring Gordon Hayward, I, I who's an all-star, has an ego. Yep. And so last year, he didn't have to deal with that. No. And he's never had to deal with that because he wasn't getting Zion Williamson's at Butler. Uh -huh. He's getting one star. Uh, the, oh, the guys he's getting at Butler, that was the only gig they had. That's, that was, and so now you go to Jason. He's a rookie. Mm -hmm. Jalen uh, Brown, he was... They're, they're trying like, to establish oh. some territory. So, right, right, so they're going to listen. Speak, Shannon. Kyrie Irving's like, hold on, bro. Did you see what I did in game seven? Uh -huh. Did you see what I did in game five when I dropped that 41 on him? And did you see what I did? Even though we lost in five games, did you see what I did in that finals, that last finals I was there? Mm. Oh, I was cooking folks. Mm. So you try, you coach them. I got me. And they're like, hold on, Kyrie. I thought we, I thought we did this to get us. Yeah. We. No, 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 it's you. And also, as Shannon knows, I'm not a big Gordon Hayward fan and wasn't before his draft. Mm -hmm. And somehow he managed out of the hysteria of free agency to get $32 million a year. Yep. And you can't tell me that locker room, in, he's a nice guy, don't, I, there's no problem there, but you're not looking sideways oh, and saying, of course. he's making $32 million? Well, what? You, what? You, but here's the thing, though, Skip. He was an all-star. He so was. In, in the once, Western Conference. Yeah. Once. Yeah, okay. But yep. then he comes there. Yep. And th See, here's the thing, Skip. And I've been in locker rooms where they give a guy a lot of money. And you're like, okay, the guy was okay. They gave him a lot of money. And then you get him there and you watch him, you like, y'all gave him all that money? <laughs> he terrible. <laughs> That's the same thing they said about Gordon Hayes. He, he, played, he played right at the right time. Yeah. Going into free agency. Yeah. But it looked yeah. like now he he's asking. playing for his college coach, which doesn't help either. Right. Yeah. Like, are you giving him so yeah. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown looking at him like, huh? And Rozier, exactly. too? Rozier, exactly. too. I agree. So, because now Jalen Brown got to come off the bench. He was getting 25, 28 <laughs> minutes a game. Now he's coming off wow. the bench. Mm. Jason Tatum was getting mm. as many shots okay. as he wants. All right. Finally, Nick and CeCe tell us why LeBron might still be the best player in the NBA. What did you make of LeBron and the Lakers last night? Well, on the Lakers, and listen, it was a must-win game. The season's over with a loss there. They, you can stop counting losses. I know I said they had ten losses to play with three losses ago, but it wouldn't have been, no, now they have six. No, you can't go Pelicans, Grizzlies, Pelicans and go for three. So, they stay alive. LeBron looked the best he's looked since his return, and not coincidentally, it was the fewest minutes he's played over the last eight games, and he was fresh at the end to do that. And Kuzma and Ingram, the two guys who I've been told are just emotionally scarred from being involved in trade rumors, they were both very good, and one, the play we didn't show was the play right before LeBron went on that three-play run, where it's a one-point game, and LeBron lets Ingram take it. Ingram goes right to the cup, gets a layup, gives him the three-point separation that then LeBron adds to a couple times down the court. It was a critical win. It was a great win in the way the guys did it, where Ingram, Kuzma do play well, LeBron plays great, and Rondo does everything except for shoot the ball well. And it gives the Lakers a bit of a, all right, we, we've gathered ourselves a bit. The rest of the Western Conference, Kings lost, Clippers, Clippers lost, lost, helped them a bit. 
And now they've got Friday, a game against the best team in basketball thus far this season, Milwaukee Bucks. And you see how much this was progress and how much this was Anthony Davis, who was en route to scoring about 40, not playing in the last 14 minutes of the game, and how much that helped him. I'll start my commentary. Forget about the compliments. I'll start with the Anthony Davis. And the reason why you get this type of result is because Anthony Davis, they decided to sit him at the end. But he could have scored as many points as he won against the Lakers. Correct. Did the Lakers need to win this game? Of course they did. Have we been counting the games as far as how many games can they give away? You can't count them anymore because the Lakers can lose every game that they play. They have shown that losing to the Hawks. They have shown that losing to the Magic. They have shown that losing to the Pelicans without AD. And they would have lost last night, I believe, if AD continues to play. Yes, absolutely. At the end, they did have a system for what they were going to do. Um, I still believe that not only the young players were scarred by all the – because that's real. Last night's game, they did show up big, but the veteran players. And the reason why the veteran players, I believe, in Rondo and Lance played better because they had a clear role for which they were going to be playing. If you're looking at it positives, I would look at the rotation. I would look at the veteran players, the roles that they were played. Rondo starting the game, I believe that's a better lineup, even though they're very, very small. I believe that Bullock should come off the bench. And Rondo should be starting with Lonzo being hurt. But, man, the Lakers are not out of the woods. They got plenty of problems. LeBron, three for eight from the free throw line. That right there continues to be a problem, continues to be worse since he's come back from his injury. But let me ask you this. You said the Lakers can lose every game that they play. If they play the way they played last night, if LeBron plays the way he played, could they win every game that they're going to play? Well, they're going to have to play better than they played last night. But when LeBron plays the way he did last night, yes, they can beat anybody. They can beat anybody short of, in a one-game sample, anybody. And they, uh, this is the reason why I think the Lakers still, with all their problems, if they get a first-round series against the Nuggets, I think they're very live in that it, because it will have meant they are playing well up to that point by getting to the first-round series, by even getting into the playoffs. And I don't think they the Nuggets match up well against them, even though we have seen what a quality big man can do against the Lakers right now when they are not starting a big man. They went super small, as C mentioned. They left Reggie Bullock in the starting lineup and brought Rondo back into it. I think you almost have to start Rondo because he gets re-engaged. Rondo is a guy that will float and is a guy that if he is not happy with his role can be not only not a positive but can be a negative. But the other key parts of this game were this is the first time they weren't playing uphill in forever. The first game without a 10-point deficit at some point since LeBron's first game back from injury, that Clippers went. This was the first game that they were either in control of or just had a small deficit the entirety of the game. And so at no point was there the opportunity to let go of the rope, which is what we have seen in these other games. But no, they're not out of the woods. But right now, the Lakers are happy to just still be in the woods. Right. They're happy to still be playing relevant games. If they would have last night, in my opinion, fallen to 29-32, and 32, to me, that's a wrap. I, they'd be four games back of the eight seed with 21 to play, and you could write them all. Take out what Anthony Davis could have done. What you saw LeBron actually do last night, despite what he's been, he, we've been talking about him and saying about him, do you think he has enough in the tank to be able to do that again and again to make a playoff run? It's going to be tight. 
it's going to be tight. They have to also have Rondo play well because I believe the Lakers are better when LeBron is not the primary ball handler given the team that they have now. It's different if they have Lonzo in there. Lonzo's a lot better shooter and can get more spacing on the court than Rondo. But when Rondo is distributing the ball, LeBron has to be an elite scorer for this team. Now, people will say, well, is that really his strong suit? When he's in the playoffs, that's his strong suit. And if LeBron doesn't score 28 to 40 points, they don't have enough scoring within the Lakers to be able to win in that very, very competitive Western Conference. So I like Rondo being the predominantly ball handler because the Lakers, when they don't have that and LeBron is setting up the offense, it becomes harder for them to be able to score with the elite teams in the NBA. And if that's, if they, because I think they should leave Rondo on the starting lineup as well. Where I disagree with you is it's not Bullock I would take out of the lineup because I do want... Bullock, since he came over, shooting 52% from three on passes from LeBron James. Like, he is the shooter the team didn't get beforehand. He's limited in a lot of other ways, but he can hit knockdown open threes. I would rather they put Kuzma or Ingram, one of those two guys, to the super sixth man role because that bench yeah, unit. I'm, I'm sure at this point, after everything they've been through, neither one of those young players was going to respond to that. Not only am I getting ready to be traded, all these rumors about me, now I've been a starter, now they're getting ready to put me on the bench. They don't have enough experience. You need a veteran. If you're going to take a starter, you much prefer him to be a veteran player who understands where you can go to him and be like, listen, you're more valuable with this second unit compared to these young guys who are trying to gain credibility as far as their game is concerned. Well, I, I understand that, and it's a good point that for either one of those guys, it would be an ego, it would be a shot to the ego, at least temporarily, but they know they're better than Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock would be in their place in the starting lineup. It would be about our second unit last night, notwithstanding, is repeatedly getting killed. We need a guy that can initiate offense. I think Ingram could do that, but sidebar for that to your question about LeBron LeBron last night he had his burst I still don't think he has his stamina I don't think he's in the shape he wants to be in at, for the end of the season but you saw he had his lift back you saw this was the healthiest he has been the stamina is going to take time but I don't think the groin's bothering him at all anymore and they're going to need that and a lot more over these last 21 games Thank you for listening to the Hoops on Fox podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review letting us know what you think of the show.